Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. I'm Akeem. Jacob. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. Uh, What are we talking about today, bro? Uh, We're going to talk about Brock Hampton's new album, Ginger, and ASAP Ferg's new album, EP, whatever you want to call it, Four Seats. Dope, dope, dope. Uh, Before we start, how you doing? Pretty good. You just got back from vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that relaxing? It was very nice. We were down in uh, Seabrook Island uh, in Charleston. Okay. Really, really, really. Was sweet. the weather nice? Yeah, man. It yeah. was cool here on Saturday. Yeah, you guys cool got a lot of rain. Yeah, we did. Like yeah. a whole day's worth. It was cool for like the beach. It was still like eighty, but you know, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't too humid. Also, we had a little one, some clouds one day, so it was like cold. It was like semi cold up until like twelve. I don't o'clock. mind if I'm at the beach. I don't mind if it's cloudy. Hell no, I don't need the sun be too much, dude. I I didn't even really go outside because there was. I don't know. I was just worried about getting fucking burned. Oh, I got I'm you. not a big beach person. Like, when I'm at the beach, I don't even really go to the beach, you know? Yeah, I got burned at the pool last week. <laughs> Fell asleep at the pool. Yeah. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Dude. Yeah, well, they, they have a sign out that says no solo swimming. Uh-huh. And they've been, the, the, like, the homeowners association here, that they've been kind of weird about stuff like that. So I was like, oh, I'm kind of skeptical to get in the pool on myself. But finally, like, I would sit there, I would listen to an album... And then when the album was done, I was like, no, I got to get in the pool and cool down. But I fell asleep listening and did uh, not wake up until like a notification came through and woke me up. You don't, you're not like burning too bad though. No, no like you may, you may burns. can see the tan line. <laughs> oh, ladies, you stomach, can show me the you tan see where line. it stops? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. There's like a nice red line of, it's like a dividing line between just, you know, just healthy skin and just pure, th- pure burns. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I typically like when I go, I'll spray my face and my arms and the top of my shoulders because right. I anticipated getting in the pool. I was just going to sit in the pool. Yeah. So I didn't need anything on like my chest or stomach. But then when I decided to just lay there. Why do they probably... say no solo swimming? How old are you? I mean like maybe if you're a kid. I guess water doesn't discriminate with age. That's I true. That's I don't know. True. I get probably part of their insurance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Who knows? Is it, de- is it deep though? It's not that Five deep. feet. Oh, okay. Well, if you can stand in it, you should be allowed to swim in it. Oh, I mean, you can drown off this wave. <laughs> We need that it's lit button. Can yeah. we get the fucking buttons back, bro? I miss that. We shit. need to. We need to. We need to. We've been saying that for like. Actually, can somebody make a compilation of us saying we need to get the soundboard back? Yeah, we need to make a soundboard buttons of us saying we need the soundboard. Back. We need the soundboard. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some news. So if you if you're into good music or tuned into that scene at all, like good music as the group, not music that you think is objectively or subjectively good. Same thing though. Yeah. Um, apparently, a whole version of Yandi leaked. Um, Anthony Fantana reviewed it. Did he? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't did listen it? to it either. I don't think he gave six. it like an official review. <laughs> Light six. Yeah. Yeah, That's what he gave. Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was a six. Um, and Pusha T says that it, it it ruins everything we have in store for you guys. So I mean, I, I get it. But Kanye changes. Like when I see a Kanye leak. I'm not going to listen to it because it's not going to be anything that we're going to hear. I, I had listened to one of the Yandi leaks. I didn't listen all the way through because, I mean, kind of like what you said, but at the same time, I hadn't seen anything leaked that was this detailed. And to be fair. But this detailed, though, like yeah. this much. I mean, usually you get like a couple snippets from Kanye stuff doesn't get leaked as much as other artists. Yeah. And it, let's remember who we're talking about, too. It, this could all be a publicity a stunt. stunt. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Because... You can call Kanye unhinged, or he he thinks rashly and acts rashly, and he does. But a lot of it is calculated. Like this man has made a career off of being controversial. Yeah, he's not as irrational as people think. A yeah, lot not of to that, say that he's not that, talented. Even that irrational elements, like 
think about it. The album that came out when he was going most out of control, um, maybe not most out of control. I would say the Trump stuff was the most out of control. But second to that was probably the Yeezus phase of his career. Yeah, and that and that was all part of the appeal of that record too. Mm-hmm. Even was like, oh, it's abrasive. Oh, it's crazy. So. Who knows? Like you said, it could all just be a way to drum a pipe for Yandy because it was supposed to come out a while ago and then we didn't hear anything about it. Yeah. But it definitely puts the, puts Kanye back in the conversation, of Absolutely. course. Uh, Lil Wayne announces a new album, Funeral, is finished. Uh, no release date released yet, but how many Lil Wayne albums have been announced that never yeah. came to fruition? Uh, well, you know, that was with label difficulties, yeah. so... We'll see. Now that that's cleared up, maybe we'll get that album. Did you see? Shout out to Lil Wayne. He has a fucking American Eagle line. Okay. He has his. I, I don't know if it's tour merch. White money. Yeah, he dude. For, listen, I, I know that most of us don't really wear American Eagle much anymore, but the fact that an artist, a rap artist, has a collaboration with a clothing company of that caliber is yeah. impressive. So, shout out to Lil Wayne. Always well, what, making money. What companies would not jump at a? A spot or a chance to align themselves with Lil Wayne. Absolutely. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anybody. The only thing that I could think of of that scale was like when Travis Scott and Diamond did a collab yeah. that nobody remembers. Yeah, nobody. I should have gotten one of those well, shirts. That, shir- that was early, early in his career, like yeah. before he was a that was before, superstar. That was before. I think it was before Rodeo, wasn't it? I was going to say that, but I'm not 100% sure. So it could have been right around maybe when Rodeo was about to come out. But definitely look those shirts up if you haven't, guys. It's Travis Scott Diamond collab. Uh, it's interesting, to say the least. Um, if you didn't think Danny Brown was woke, he probably will now. Um, he uh, Apparently on a Hot 97 uh, interview with Ebro, the topic came up about Epstein, and Danny Brown theorizes that he's still alive. Shout out to R. Epstein. I am a contributor on that Reddit. Uh, def- uncovered some shit from an 03 interview with the Harvard Crimson article check that out uh i'm very on top of this jeffrey epstein stuff but i thought it was funny because danny brown does look like the kind of person who would get high as shit and then scroll through the internet looking up conspiracy theories uh speaking yeah speaking of conspiracies i saw one on twitter before we did the podcast Uh apparently somebody saw a or took a picture of somebody who looks very striking like steve Steve jobs Jobs. i'm on top of it In Egypt, yeah, they say he's in Egypt. Not to bring in like the guy. He did look Arabic. He did, yeah. He looked like he had some skin tone that was not from a suntan. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's Egyptian. Uh, Steve Jobs, I believe, has some Arabic heritage in him. I'm not 100 sure. Steve Jobs. Can we Google that? Steve 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 Jobs ethnicity. Because Steve Jobs looks like one of my, you know, that family friend who's an uncle, but he's not an uncle. He looks exactly like him, and it makes me wonder if he has any Arabic. Let's see heritage in him. It says American. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he doesn't Steve, have any. No. Arabic. Yeah, Syrian. Syrian. I knew it. I know my own. Shout yeah. out. Actually, I'm not Syrian. I'm Lebanese, but you know we're neighbors, so that makes sense why somebody from Egypt, uh, or maybe visiting Egypt, could potentially look like Steve Jobs. Yeah. And I- they the likenesses were very yeah oh it was scary close it's guys it's a side profile view of this dude wearing a white robe and the head it looks it look it is it's Steve Jobs it, I mean ninety nine percent it looks it, almost exactly like him it's kind of freaky yeah 
I don't know if you, if you did it, if anybody I mean, Steve did Jobs anything. is dead, of course. Yeah. Like, rest in peace. That was one of the big things to discredit it. Like, Steve Jobs was such... I, I, I love Apple, but Steve Jobs was... People kind of talked about as an as an asshole to his family. Like there was a lot of kind of negative stuff about him. But yeah. they, he was a control freak, and he was very like in tune. People were saying, "I don't see that Apple." He would take a step away and just let Apple sit on their laurels. No, he would have gotten back involved if he was alive. That no, this most stuff definitely dead. Yeah, I took this as just like Rest something fun to look at. It's like all the lookalikes of Tupac that people take pictures yeah. of, and it's like Tupac's in, in Africa, and he's. He's a he's a chauffeur at this hotel, and it's like I don't think so, bro. Like no. people, a lot of people just look like like you have a doppelganger. I have a couple doppelgangers. Okay. Do- that's not really a doppelganger. Well, you're There's a UFC a fighter. You're a UFC fighter. Yeah, and we've discussed that. Yeah, but w- there's obviously some skin tone differences there. Yeah, Uberim. Shout out to to Alistair Uberim, aka Jake's long lost cousin. That's right. I mean. He definitely gets some of that Ubering money. I just yeah, I mean, I it. just, I get in, I paint myself with some black paint, and I get in the ring and fuck dudes Jesus up. Jesus Christ. Jake's in there doing blackface, yeah. and then, like, when you start That's to That's my motivation to not get hit, because if I get hit hard enough, you just see the white coming out. <laughs> like an antique piece of furniture. Oh, my God. Y'all need to go watch Overeem get knocked out by Francis Ngannou. Didn't happen. Holy shit. <laughs> His, it didn't happen. Dude, his head like came off his neck for like almost a second. Like, his head almost just flew off his shoulders. It was incredible. Before the podcast started, we watched uh, ASAP Rocky's Babushka Boy video. Song's hard. The video's hard. Check it out. Shout out shout out to the director, Nadia Lee Cohen. Uh, she is apparently pretty well known within hip-hop. She's, uh, she's collaborated with uh, Dram before, with um, Kali Uchis before. Um, with Tyler the Creator, when we were watching it. You commented like, "This looks like yeah. it was directed by Tyler." Yeah. Had a lot of similarities to the Who Dat Boy video, I thought, with the like the, the facial makeup and the special effects. So this is this is her, and apparently they say like, "Well, this is some of her artwork," but she's inspired by like fifties and sixties okay. and seventies like Ameri- she's, American American cinema. She's a British filmmaker, is what it says. A British art photographer and filmmaker. Cool. Thank you to Wikipedia, but. It, it does make sense that she's inspired by that because even like some of the medical equipment that Rocky's using is stuff that you don't see anymore. Yeah. It's a really cool attention to detail and the song is, is hard as fuck, but I'll say the video does sort of outshine the song. Yeah. Almost and, on purpose, you yeah, know. And to, I think you that's a video and, and song that you can take separately. Like mm-hmm. I don't think that the, the video necessarily makes a song and the song doesn't necessarily make the video, but mm-hmm. they're they're they both stand alone, I think. I, I love the, the video. I mean, it definitely seems to be poking fun at um, the, the, the legal cops. situation. Yeah, yeah, the legal situation in Sweden. In a creative way, in a way that still conveys, like, fuck the police, but in a in a way that's not so over and, yeah. and like, uh, it's it's not trying to create, like, confrontation or anything. Yeah, I mean, like granted, he, spoiler alert, he does kill the cops yeah. and, and turn them into hot dogs. Right. Um, which you'll see if you watch the video. But it, it's but all it was done, done tastefully. It, yeah. It wasn't overtly violent. No, it was not. It was not. Yeah. It was really, it was really animated is what we're saying. Like, yes. it's very cartoony. It's absurdist. It's awesome. It's a great video. So, last bit of news. Good news for Meek Mill. His case is officially closed. He put, pled guilty in a plea deal to end his case so he's no longer on probation which is great for him if you haven't watched the documentary free meek definitely go check that out i've not watched all of it yeah i need to i need to finish that but from what i did watch that 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 judge is fucked 
Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of examples of where Meek was treated unfairly by this judge. I was reading when it was kind of happening how when he had to get a new case, Mm -hmm. uh, or not a new case, but a new judge for his case. Yeah, they requested a new judge. Yeah, because there really was a a plethora of examples where that judge was treating him unfairly because of who he was and his situation show. So, shout out to Meek. That dude smoked a fat blunt after that. And he deserves it. So. I'm sure he probably squeezed a few in on probation, let's be honest. Uh, maybe. We don't know about that. That's all speculation. Thank but. God I've never been on probation. I've never had to think about that. So I don't know what the fuck he was going through. But I know you said last thing, but there were two more things I wanted to bring up. Okay. Trippy Red's oh, complex yeah, interview. Yeah, crybaby. Hey, Trippy. Yeah, it really did. It came off as, a, as like very petty. So well, for well, those of you who don't know, Trippy Red did a complex interview uh, with he sat down with Pierce Morgan, mm-hmm. not Pierce Morgan. It's Pierce something. Pierce it's Simpson. Not, it's not Pierce Morgan. <laughs> I think it's Pierce Simpson. <laughs> Speedy Mormon. Speedy, hang on. Speedy Mormon from Complex. I, I will say though, I'll stick up for Trippy a little bit, and from an age perspective, because he is young, and he's pretty young to have the success that he's had. Yeah. So when you come out the gate with such strong projects, I mean, he had two mixtapes. What was it, Love Letter to You? That's what started. Yeah. Um, when you come out the gate that strong, when you have a miss, it's, it's kind of hard to say, okay, yeah, I may have messed up. So at 20 years old, he's still kind of a kid. I'll, I'll give him maybe you just you need to learn to take constructive criticism yeah, and yeah. move on. rather Because now you're just making it a spectacle. Whereas you could have just said, okay, I, I missed. I whiffed on this. Let's just stay tuned for the next you're right. It wasn't, and and thank you for putting into perspective that he is twenty. So that that does make me have a little bit more, uh, not pity, but understanding for what he's going through. Because, like you said, being an artist, his that young and getting already getting in Travis Scott feature. Yeah, he was supposed to be on God's Plan with Drake. I mean, he's had some very very big looks for a person his age. And um, Speedy Mormon did the interview. Thank God. And I- uh, I don't think. I mean, really, he's not really taken any criticism as strong as this up until this point. No, so. but there's this. What I what I think made me upset about the interview and made me think that Trippy came off as arrogant. It wasn't a good look for him. But first of all, I think he got caught off guard by Speedy Mormon. Speedy Mormon kind of complex does was, the research. It was that, and then it was also how he was like. So he was kind of forcing Trippy to acknowledge the fact that the album got negative reviews. Yeah. He asks him, so so what's the fans' reception of this album? Because you, anybody who takes two minutes to go look at any of the promotional posts for exclamation mark can see that people hated the album. Yeah. So Speedy Mormon kind of baits him into that a little bit. And then Trippy's initial reaction is the typical rap fake machismo. And, and Trippy Red's a cancer, and cancer men are emotional. I know this. I'm a fucking cancer, but they're emotional men. And um, he his response was like, listen, this is the direction my music's going in. If you don't like it, then fuck you. Which, that would be okay if the sound was different and yeah. it worked for some people. But can we name one person who gave this album a positive review? I can't think of one, which I There's try, I not, try not to watch other channels right. it's just to, to stay as objective in our lane as possible. Um, I watch other people's reviews not um, only after we've reviewed the project right. to see what, what were some of the differences or and just to get more people's perspective and, and outlook. But there was really no 
no real positive yeah, reaction. The, the only to thing this that's going to save that album is the streaming numbers for Under Enemy Arms. I think Under Enemy like Arms. Was, I will say that that saved Immortal. It Immortal. Yeah. I could I could say could be a potential single for him, even though, like I said, it's not it's not the typical trippy red. And then um, Snakeskin. Yeah, he'll he'll bounce back. He will. He will. This is a speed bump, but if he thinks that this is a positive direction to keep going in, I, he won't bounce back. Uh, I, th- I think some, he'll he'll get direction. I'm sure. Possibly. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about, and last thing here, was the Young Thug interview with Big oh, Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was over an hour long. It, by far his most coherent interview as far as answering questions. Because, you know, he can be kind of standoff. He got some media training, yeah. you can tell. Yeah. Like, when he walked in... First of all, Big Boy is not somebody who's going to make you feel uncomfortable. He's one of the funniest radio personalities yeah, he, in hip-hop. That's one of my favorite to listen yeah. to. He, he makes you feel very welcome... And he, he will joke with the artists. He gives them shit, but not in a way that's demeaning, like yeah. Ebro or Charlemagne. Uh, really makes the artist feel feel comfortable. And Young Thug was able to really explain himself and uh, really ex- ex- exemplify like a lot of good character that somebody like Young Thug maybe wouldn't have shown in the past. Yeah, and like like we said, he's kind of been he's kind of viewed as Travis when it comes to interviews. Like he. Young Thug is kind of notoriously known for not giving a good interview. Right. And this was beyond what he had done in the past. Yeah, he definitely came off it. He's somebody who seems to value family and people who pursue family. He says that he recommends that for all his younger artists that they start a family, which I thought was really cool uh, for somebody in his position to say. Well, he uh, has like 27 kids. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but he, he, I believe one day he could potentially be somebody of Gucci's caliber. In regards to the Atlanta hip hop scene, putting people on, oh, I think he's already. You think doing he's at that, that level? Yeah, oh yeah, because he appreciates what Gucci did for him and what yeah. Atlanta did for him. Right. That that bloodline, that Gucci trap bloodline. Whoever mm-hmm. is tapped by them, they end up getting big somehow. Yeah. Little baby, Young Thug, uh, Migos, Gunna. I mean. There are some misses in there too, a ton oh, yeah. of those. But right now, the Young Atlanta Scooter. sound, yeah, the Atlanta sound is dominated by a lot of Gucci's proteges. Yeah, so definitely shout out to them. Absolutely. So last kind of bit was going to tease a new episode, but Travis and Netflix did the "Look, Mom, I Can Fly" documentary. You've already watched it. I'm planning on watching it tonight. Um, so Sunday, we're going to review that, give it, kind of talk about it, and kind of do a little Travis episode. Definitely. Stay tuned for that on Sunday. Yes. Let's jump right into... We, we, you have a fact this week? Or you can tell us what number oh, man. it is in Arabic. Um, <laughs> I, you know what? Um, I do have a fact. Um, fun fact. There's uh, there's 50 states in the U.S. I thought there was 49. Oh, my God. Oh, there's 50. The Dakotas. Do you know... Here's a fun fact, if we're going to keep it with geography. Yeah. Do you know that... Some there is a large, I wouldn't say majority, but there is a large group of people that think Alaska is an island. Really? Yes, because on the United States, it's like disconnected. Yeah, there it is. Um, I actually do have a real joke or a real fact. Uh, The oldest your mom joke was discovered on a thirty-five hundred-year-old Babylonian tablet. Can you imagine that? Getting roasted thirty-five hundred years ago on a fucking tablet. You had to really hate somebody in order to, to fucking, yeah, out. like, yeah. mother, f- your mom is such a skank. And then he goes, I'll finish it tomorrow. And then he just, what like, did it say, like, <laughs> your mom is barren? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. 
All right, let's talk about ASAP Ferg. Let's do a little it. bit. Uh, what was your first impression? Yeah, so uh, ASAP Ferg's floor seats. Uh, I was really uh, impressed with the first track. I thought it started out with a bang. Oh yeah. And immediately I was like, oh wow, a banger from Ferg. I, what I feel like I haven't liked a Ferg song in a very long time. Oh, there's a lot of Ferg songs that I like. Ferg albums? Not all kind of misses. Like Plain Jane was the only thing that I took away from the last album. I couldn't even, what's the last album? Still Striving. Still Striving, no, yeah, Still Striving. Uh, I believe we reviewed it. I can't remember. I don't think we did. No? But the Maybe only thing I go back to on that is Plain Jane. Okay. And that was already a single. Yeah. Um, I don't even go back to that one, but you were playing the remix with Nicki Minaj, which I like. There's just some artists on here like Nav, Famous Dex, I don't really care for, Dave East. Not a huge yeah. Dave East fan. He's talented, I just, not a, not a big Dave I East think, fan. I think there's some Dave East songs that I've enjoyed. It's just been kind of been a miss, and I think what this album had going for it is the fact that it is so short. 23 the, minutes? Yeah, the first seven songs, really the energy is matched every song. It's and When you have a song like Floor Seats, and you open the album with the hardest track of the album, Yeah, you better come and match that energy as you go on or you're going to lose the audience. What did you think of the hook on Floor Seats the first listen? I thought it was kind of abrasive, and yeah. I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to like this. I immediately just took to the song. I loved, the, for, for me, it was that sample in the background of that screaming, that mm. screaming loop. It just well, hit me so hard. When I went the second listen, I was like, well, hold on. There's a lot. Like, that hook was very abrasive, but then yeah. the rest of the sound. Say the hook, floor seat. What was it again? We'll, we'll play it. Where is it? Oh, no, I like that shit. Well, the fr I like it now. And also, that reminds me of Igor. When I yeah. heard that, I heard, I was like, oh, Igor. Which, by the way, uh, Tyler has leaked into. I am convinced between the Babushka song, between Babushka Boy video and mm. this, I would like to think that ASAP and Tyler either there's a similar interest, and I know they're all friends, but he has leaked into their sound. Yeah, he's inspired them, and that's and that's a positive thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because because I think ASAP has influenced uh, certain tracks of Tyler's as well. Like who them boys? Yeah, and um, who that boy? Who that boy? <laughs> yeah. But then when I listen to it the second time, the, the other elements that make that instrumental are very abrasive as well. Right. So after the second time, I was like, okay, no, this fits. But the first time, I was like, eh, I'm not too fond of that. Yeah. The whole the whole the whole point of that album to me was uh, was to be bombastic, chaotic. It all brought me back to Trap Lord specifically because that was the last time that I felt like. ASAP for personified like that energy because for those of you who are who are newer to hip hop and who really came around during the SoundCloud era, which I think a lot of people in hip hop are now from that time. Waka Flocka, ASAP Ferg, these guys were the example probably of like Lil Pump and Smoke Perp, yeah. where they their albums weren't necessarily the most lyrical, but their energy on the track, their infectious hooks, that's what got them through. And that's what made them really respected, and people wanted to collaborate with them. The uh, so I think this is like going back to that. Yeah, and I just I, I like the that that trap lord, the hard sound from ASAP Ferg. The last two tracks kind of get I want to say more like of like a romantic vibe, but he tries to. I would the Ty Dolla Sign that track is supposed to be like a romantic song. I want to hear ASAP Ferg on a track like Four Seeds for me. Like that's the sound of ASAP Ferg that I look for. Right. 
I think I thought the I thought jet lag was a really good second track as well. It it carried that energy from floor seats really well. Honestly, the first so floor seats, jet lag, wham, butt naked with Rico Nasty and Pups all made my 2019 list. Okay, that's how that's how strong I felt the first half of the album. So this is like a really like damn near like perfect project for you. Oh, uh, I mean, is, oh, okay. The last two tracks were kind of a miss for me, just because, like yeah. I said, that's not the sound that I look for in right. ASAP Ferg. But and for those of you who don't know, the last track is Dreams, Fairy Tales, and Fantasies. And I was telling Jake the reason why I personally enjoy that track is because with uh, with Brett Fiaz and the other artist, what's her name? Do you know that one? It's, it's pulling up. We right can't here. see it. Yeah. Um, but shout out to them. But those two those two artists singing in the background definitely helped that track. Uh, Ferg has always pulled from Biggie in regards to his delivery. It's very New York. It's very inspired by Harlem. Uh, Salam Remy. Salam Remy. Shout out to Salam Remy and Brent. Files. And after after you told me it, but it feels like a '90s throwback song. Yeah. That's what I told. you. Once I heard that, I was okay. I can appreciate it a little more. Still not the sound I'm, I'm fond of. To to me, it's very like smooth and luxurious, and and I really like it. I I agree with you though that uh, Ride is is not a great song. No, but it's still not. It's not horrendous. Bad. Yeah, it's not no. like there's nothing in it that's offensive to me. It's no. just not what I what I look for. Right. The features though were pretty strong. I think the the, the least. The one that would probably would be in the back of the pack would probably be Ty Dolla Sign, and that's just I don't I mean I we everybody knows how I feel about him I I love him as a feature artist he listens to he's listened to Beach House one through three no. you have them all on vinyl I, I need to make a playlist Ty Dolla Sign, of Ty Dolla Sign features because his features are way better than his albums his albums are for me. <laughs> Don't say that when you have the vinyl sitting right behind. I don't have. You're they're sitting right behind you. I don't have any. Brett, Beach House Three is right on your record label as on your record label. Your Wiz could player. Wiz Khalifa kind of missed on on that. Wasn't, wasn't he the one that signed him? Ty Dolla Sign mm-hmm. for, for the first album. I don't, I don't know, think a, anybody whoever signed Ty Dolla Sign did not miss. That's a lot of. Well, no, money. I'm talking about on the first. Like at first, he was not. That first one, but he was always Beach House one was not that well received. No, no, but I think he was always like a feature artist. You know, he was always somebody you'd want to have on a hook. But it just, it I don't think they had a lot of chemistry. No, no, and it felt kind of like a reach for like a pop. Yeah, and I like Ty Dolla Sign paired with like a soulful artist, and I don't really think Ferg is soulful. No, but I'm really happy that Ferg came out with this project specifically. It feels like a return to form. Even the album cover, guys, is him sitting on like a gritty. Uh, like yeah, it looks like like, like staircase to a house. Yeah, it's like it's like bringing it back to that trap lord feel. So I really do appreciate that. Um, While we're talking about the features, yeah, let's talk about Asian some dolls. Asian doll. Okay, f- f- before we get into that, not not stellar. She did her job. Yeah, ASAP Ferg has an Asian fetish, bro. There's like <laughs> three lines where he mentions either an Asian bitch, like he said. Yeah, Asian, but is Asian doll on those tracks? Um, he, I don't know if he mentions that. Yeah, he, there's like two separate tr- songs where he maybe mentions. there's always there's like a there's an Asian fetish in hip hop in general. You know what I mean? Like I feel like there's a lot of artists. Weekend definitely does. Got a sweet Asian chick. She go low man. Hello, worst worst verse yeah. of 2017. He kind of got a pass on that. He gets no one a, really. No so one did really, Drake. Drake turned gets down, a pass on a lot turn, of things. Turn the lights down. Let them dim some. Let them dim some like she's a fucking Chinese dish. <laughs> that was not too dirty. Low man was bad. But 
Yeah, he, he got a pass. Lil Wayne probably talked about eating pussy sideways or something like yeah. that. Something. Rico Nasty <laughs> killed her verse. ASAP Rocky always is going to come strong. Um, yeah. He's on Pups, which that one, that was a pretty hard track. Um, and then, like you said, Brent, Brent Fias and Salam. Salam Remy. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good utilization of the features, I think. Like I said, the only one I didn't really care too much for was Ty Dolla Sign. That, yeah. that song in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else you got to say about it? I mean, it's pretty concise as yeah, far as the album. It's really, it's really kind of sweet and to the point. Uh, it's something that there's a lot of. The, I would say the first, probably the first four four tracks are very hard hitting, and they're something that you could just you throw on at the gym. Like if you have a gym playlist, yeah, put four seats on there for sure. Yeah, because there's not really a lot of content to be digested. No, like it, it's a very trap album. It's, it's straight into Lyrics your point. are very short and repetitive, yep. but it's utilized very well. It's not like a Lil Pump. Like, obviously, Lil Pump is super repetitive. The but it's not, but it's not repetitive. stupid. Yeah, it's not stupid Yeah, by any means. Definitely, if, if you're looking for a highlight, production is stellar. Production, this. yeah. Production was, was the best aspect of this to me. Again, it brought some elements of an industrial hip-hop that were really well utilized. The best example of that are floor seats and jet lag. And then even some like like I would say Hummer Limo had one of my more favorite hooks on there. That's it's really see me with my VVT. Yep. Yeah. It was very infectious. Um, I'm ready to give my final score on this one. What you got? I'll give this one seven and a half. That's exactly what mine scored, so I'll give it the curve to an eight. Yeah. It'll I don't see we talked about it before we started the episode if this I guess it, he's calling it an album, but it is pretty short. Um, it, it'll definitely be mentioned with my top. I think you could if if it's an, if it's list. called an album, you can put it in your end of year list. Yeah, I mean if you think about it, five songs made my 2019 list. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, the but, highest score was four seats with a nine. Yeah, four, four seats, seats is the best pups. track. Four it's, seats and pups got a nine for me. And ASAP Rocky's feature on that one was stellar. Yeah, I just I, I like the ASAP Mob. Like I don't really care for them as an individual artist. Like ASAP Rocky is an exception because he's the the leader. And Ferg too. Ferg too. But I like their collab. Like the Cozy Tapes one and two. I like both of those. Do you but really? I don't, yeah, but I don't look to them as singles, like as solo artists, because some of those guys are kind of wag. I can't get into the collaborative projects. I feel like ASAP ASAP is a is they honestly have probably one of the worst track records when it comes to collab albums to me. Or group projects yeah. in particular. I think they're kind of sorely lacking on that front. There's too many cooks in the kitchen, I think, when they all get together. Yeah. Everybody wants to be Rocky or Ferg, you know? Yeah, the only other one that I think I've even added, like their solo music, is ASAP Ant has a song ASAP called Ant. Cream Soda yep. that came out this year, and it is crazy. ASAP Ant, by the way, he is more so into the grime aspect of, yeah. of rap. And I've heard him on certain features, and I, I thought he was good. Um, I think uh, ASAP 12 put out that album last year. Yeah, it's kind of a throwback New York style, like almost like a Nas. So they're they are very New York. Yeah, they came out along around the same time that the um, that, that was the ASAP month, like yeah. that whole takeover. That same time when they were dropping London. all the seven track Kanye albums. Yeah, around the same time. Around June last year. Yeah, that's when they were doing that. No, good album. I'm sure it'll be mentioned with with my. End of the year. Yeah. Which we still have about half the year left, so it may get edged out. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. When we come back, we're going to talk about Brock Hampton's Ginger. Sweet. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. We really appreciate the support. 
If you are listening on an Apple device, please rate and review the episode. This helps us grow. It also shows us how we can better serve you guys. Also, don't forget that we are on Twitter and Instagram at HLHPO. Hit us up with questions, comments, even criticism. Once again, that's HLHPO. Enjoy the episode. right we're back what you rocking this week i just got on the gym fit right now i got on a walmart uh russell's is that is that russell the, yeah is that the that's the brand no i think it, russell's its own brand but i do i think walmart sells it. walmart sells the shit out of them yeah. but they're really fucking comfortable for a plus size man such as myself they do a lot of like uh high school jerseys oh uh, yeah jerseys. yeah like a lot of the football jerseys and stuff football baseball like yeah they had russell jerseys and i got on the hokas uh for for the shoes today. Gotcha. Denim. The Bone Jordan ones. Those are clean. Those are clean. Yep. And then I've got on a, a black champion tee. Guess how much it was? Twenty bucks. Four ninety nine. What? Gabe's. Where? Gabe's. Shout out to Gabe's. And it's murdered out too. Like all the logos. When are, are we gonna go to Gabe's clean. together? Bro, we need to. That place is a gold mine. I went there one time, but I didn't find it because I was trying to find the um, the Carhartt tees there. Yeah, well, they get stuff in and out. Like yeah. they always have champion stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I don't mean. I, and that's I'm not, not like the hype beast champion logo where it's all down the sleeve like that hoodie yeah, that it's I have. Just, it's the the logo on the chest is all black, and then it has this classic red, yeah. white, and blue. It's on, real simple. Honestly. That's clean. Yeah, so. it's clean as fuck. No, I will tell you a funny story about Gabe's real quick. I bought a pair of knockoff AirPods. Right. Like, yeah. I, I just I don't need the cute pods. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I got them home, opened them. They yeah, sounded no, I, they sounded pretty good. Like I, I was, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, as, he pulls out, as he pulls out real ones. <laughs> um, no, I just need them because when I'm laying in bed, that's how you know it's yeah. real. When I'm laying in bed, like I don't like to have my wires just all over the place. Feel like I'm in a damn hospital. Right. Trying to go to sleep. <laughs> so I bought them. I got them out. They sounded pretty decent for being knocks. So I get in bed right, and they, they work perfect. Like you, as soon as you take them out of the case, they're instantly connected. connected. To your like phone. so, I was very impressed by the technology. But I'm in bed, and they flash. One, the left ear flashes blue and the right ear flashes red. If I'd have been walking down a street at nighttime, I'd have thought I was being chased by the police. It is so bright. I, I can't use them at night. Like even right. with my eyes closed, I can see the flash. It yeah. is so obnoxious. Was that just like one of the ear? One of the sides was dead. No, no that's so just like I guess. That's just what it does. Yep, like pinging connection. As you're listening, yes, bro. It's terrible. That terrible. doesn't make any noise, but you can see them flash. Yeah, that's, that's fucking terrible. And they had other colors. I need to go back and get a black pair because I doubt the black would. You, it, it's not going to flash through that black. Once you go black, you never go back. That's true. That's in multiple true. aspects. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I was kind of disappointed, but they they served a purpose for fourteen dollars. Wow, fourteen bucks yeah. for wireless headphones. That's not bad. Yeah. I, I don't know what the life is on them because I haven't. Two two more time. weeks. No, I mean like the the battery. Like the, yeah, two more weeks. Who knows for the whole thing. <laughs> Um, so that's all for what you're rocking. Don't. Um, so only only sneaker news that we have, guys. The only thing that I noticed, we're still waiting on Travis Scott sixes to drop. Yeah, sixes and that. low ones. He uh, little spoiler alert. I did like I watched the documentary, so he shows himself taking a picture, posting the sixes mm-hmm. with the jacket. Do you remember that Instagram yeah. post? It shows him taking that picture, so maybe alluding to them still coming out. And then that was just like some that whole documentary felt like cool, really cool B-roll. Yeah. To Travis Scott highlights the the ones and the sixes had gotten rumored yeah. for dates in September, but 
I don't know if they're their firm yet. Right, right. Also, the the cereal, which I'm going to go check the Publix by my house and see if they I will tell you it. that the spoon was a rip. I got my spoon in. Yeah. I thought it was going to be rip like stamped. Like Do you still the, have it? Yeah, it's in my car. Damn. I didn't even bring it in. I was so disappointed. Like, really? it really was low-key shit. Really? Like, I thought, like, it was just a regular stainless steel spoon, and the picture looks like the, like his Cactus Jack logo, and on the inside of the spoon it says, Enjoy Today. That was one of his slogans from the Astroworld Tour. Yeah. In the picture, it looks stamped. Like, it is actually, like, etched and depressed into the metal. It's, it's just, painted on, right? It's not really painted. It's like that etching almost uh-huh. so it's it looks like it could scratch off and my mom makes jewelry out of spoons and knives and silverware so i was going to get her to flatten it and make me a bracelet out of it right but it, once she goes to flatten that spoon you're going to lose that oh all definition that writing, of the writing. if it was stamped it would have held its its formation but yeah. whatever well i guess the idea behind it is really just like a you know, yeah. just display it and never touch it. Yeah, kind I'll, of find, I'll find a, a spot for it over there with all the other Travis yeah. merch. I mean, he, we really do have like a Travis Scott shrine in this room. Yeah. I mean, we've got we all generations of Travis pretty we much pray to it. Yeah, we do pray to the Astroworld merch every day before yeah. we do an episode. And then I put on the ones, and then Jake goes, don't take my ones. And I go, fuck, I'll put them back. Sorry. And I'm still here, trying to steal I come in here before I leave every day. I pray to the, <laughs> the merch, and then I turn the light switch off 13 times, and then I go to work. <laughs> Said too much. Please, please make HLHA house, yeah. household podcast. I, I, I said too much. <laughs> let's talk about Brock Hampton's ginger. Yeah, let's do it. So, first impressions. So I'm I'm a redditor. I f- I'm casual redditor, but I do follow our Brock Hampton. So I I was seeing when the singles were coming out. Uh, initially, earlier in the summer, Brock Hampton said that ginger was going to be. Sort of a um, a summer album, something kind of easy to listen to. Uh, that's not that's not the case at all. No, for Ginger, the first track I in my notes, I was, as I'm sitting there thinking, I was like, why are they not like on the radio? Mm-hmm. Because the singing was very like it was a perfect blend of like that's the amazing. top forty pop sound, and then infusing it with very proficient rapping. That's why that's why. Brockhampton is a boy band, and at first, I really thought they were just saying that to do to be marketing to for marketing purposes. It's not the case at all. Uh, Kevin Abstract even said in an interview that they've done recently promoting Ginger on Hot 92.3 uh, that his purpose when he goes into pr- creating a Brockhampton project is accessibility. The ability for literally anybody to be able to listen to Brockhampton. Yeah, find something that they like out of an album. And I do believe that the group has accomplished that ample times between the saturation tapes and this project. Oh, absolutely. He even does it on his solo work, too. Well, he said in the solo work he's not looking to do that as much. But I'm sure it still comes out naturally because Brockhampton is Kevin Abstract's brainchild at the end of the day. In In the subject, like for rap... I think he's very accessible with his solo work because he embraces like the outcast sound, the new sound. So he's very accessible if you're a rap fan with his solo work. But as far as music in general with Brockhampton, like you said, anybody will be able to find something in this album that they would enjoy. Absolutely. Not only that, the production, uh, the main thing, the first impression was the production on this is next level. I think it's better than anything that was on Saturation 1 through 3. Production-wise, I really felt like there was a significant jump. 
Well, production is what... That's the biggest takeaway that I took from this album. The production is 10 out of 10. Yeah. And it's impeccable as far... And, and when you have this many talented people in all of these... Let's, we're going to read some of the members. Kevin Abstract, obviously, is the most notable. Uh, Merlin Wood, Joba, Matt Champion, Dom McLennan, Bareface, Ramo Hamani... Hem, Hemnani, sorry, mm-hmm. Jabari, Manwa, very diverse as you mean yeah. reading through this. They have like 15 active members, past dude, members. Dude, all of them were in the station at, at the 923 interview, mm-hmm. and there's 13 of them. Yeah. There's 13 of them. And uh, Kevin Abstract, Ian, Matt, um, and I'm sorry, who else was it? Amir is, our, oh, I'm sorry, Amir is gone, uh, which if you listen to, um, Oh my God! Which track was it that they talk about Amir leaving, dearly departed? Yeah. Oh, what a! I mean, they ripped him a new one at the end of that track. Yeah. Just sort of putting down whatever what he did in the past with his sexual assault allegations. Uh, some people saying ending any potential for him to uh, get a solo career. But what I what I appreciate about well, Brockhampton, it's perhaps so that's not true. No, you're right. I mean, people will forget. Somewhere. People will for, people have short memories, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but really, what I took from Brockhampton is that they move as a group in a way that I've never seen another group move before. Uh, Wu Tang Clan, while one of the greatest hip hop groups of all time, there was a lot of arguing for them to get albums out after yeah. Thirty Six Chambers. They could not get together to put out a project, and their music suffered significantly because of that. Yeah. You have a lot of misses in their discography. Uh, a group like Brockhampton, all thirteen members are as close to each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in that interview, uh, one of the radio uh, DJs took a shot at one of the artists in Brockhampton. One of the artists, he said, "I'm an artist," and the the DJ goes, "Are you sure?" And then just moved on to the next person. And it's funny, and I think it was meant to be a light jab because a lot of radio hosts do that. But when that happened, you see, first of all, the guy really didn't take it. really wasn't laughing, and he felt kind of like attacked. They're consoling him. And then Kevin, one of the most important people in that interview, the, the most notorious member of the group, goes and consoles him later on. Right. And it's just like emphasizing like you're just as much of the group as... As anybody else, without having to confront the jockey who said what he said, you know. Yeah. So i i want to I want to say that their unity as a group shows in their presentation of Ginger. The album is incredibly concise for between thirteen and fifteen people being involved in a project. Yeah, that's hard. That's incredibly hard. Some would say near impossible. Yeah, and, it, and it's difficult, too, I'm, I'm sure, for some of those artists because they maybe don't get the recognition that they really probably deserve. And it's hard. How do you get in an interview like that? How do you give 13 people that much? It's the same thing with political debates. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not fair to any of those people up there, air quote, debating because mm-hmm. you get a, two minutes to talk. There's no way to fairly dis- disperse all that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do a really good job of keeping it fresh with all those. It, it And it, there's not like a... Kind of like, oh, we're we're squeezing to try to throw this guy on. Everybody seems to be like, okay, if if I can't fit on this track, I'm not on this track. That's fine. Some groups, you know, they try to slam everybody on the song, and it just gets cl- like a it's a cluster. And right. it, I've not gotten that vibe from any of their albums. Not only that, there's also there's also like you said, they're all incredibly talented in that there are artists who produce, sing, and rap. Yeah, and they're proficient at all three. 
which that's, I mean, obviously when you, the good and bad thing about having 13 people, I would say the good thing is um, that if, if you're weaker in one aspect, there's somebody else who might be stronger right. in that one. So you might have like somebody who's really good with vocals so they'll do more of the singing, and then you have somebody who's better at rapping, and then you have somebody who can do a lot of the production. And shout out to uh, who was the main? I think Jabari was the main person doing production on Ginger. I think he had the most credits. So shout out to Jabari. Uh, I mean, really, I'm just so impressed with with this album in particular. I I don't think that there was a lot of weak points. Uh, I did find myself getting very emotional towards the end of the album. Well, every song is very, like, very open. Oh, it's so heavy. And even though I'm not necessarily 100% tuned in to everything going on with Brockhampton. Well, it's hard. See, How can you follow? Jabari and Ramel are the two main producers. And, and even Ramel said that Jabari on this album just sort of snapped more than he normally would. So, I, and I and I again, I really do think that shows. So, shout out to them. This 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 project to me, like I said, very very beautiful, a little bit understated, and I would say it reminds me most of Saturation Three, which right. of the two tapes of the three tapes, Saturation Three is the most personal. Yeah, and I, I like the energy that's in one and two. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a little bit more upbeat, which obviously Kevin Abstract's album, uh, the American, Arizona Baby, yeah. uh, American Boyfriend was his his debut solo album. Um, Arizona Baby was a lot more intense, and I, I like the the harder Rockhampton songs. This was a little bit slow for me, like the music, and it's not bad. It it, it scored relatively high, um, but there were no real like low spots for me on this album. The only song that I really had anything bad to say about was Ginger, and I felt that it was just a when you have that as the title track, you gotta come strong. Well, I would say like maybe more lyrical content could have could have improved auto-tune that auto tune was reminiscent of Nav for me. Like that's really not thought, true. I, no, 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 no. It was just nobody, so generic. No, no, no. Nobody is as generic Listen, as Nav because actually Nav is a computer program. I'm not mad at the auto tune. It's 2019. God answers prayers on auto tune. <laughs> it just it was so I don't want to say basic, but it. Everybody now, like, you know whose auto-tune is whose. Like, when you hear a Travis auto-tune, you know that's Travis. When you hear yeah. Kanye auto-tune, you know it's Kanye. Right. It was just, it was underwhelming. I heard some Travis in this album. Yes. That, Did that, you? That one in particular kind of had some Travis sound to it. There were certain but, songs on here that I just felt like did feel very, like, Travis Scott-esque. It was just an underwhelming title track. To me. That's fair. That's fair. I agree with you. I think also, there, like you said earlier to me, there was a lot going on in the production in regards to beat switching, yeah, that Ginger doesn't really have, but it also could just be like a, it's it's just kind of it feels almost like an interlude track. It would have been good as an interlude, maybe not as a yeah, whole. Yeah, could have been a little bit shorter too. Yeah, yeah, making it like a minute would have been cool if yeah. it was like a minute interlude. But honestly, that's really the. I agree with you. That was a weak spot, but not detrimental to the project at all. Um, but I, I've already said production. I mean, that's if if you look at if any anything stands out to you production, and I think that's too how do they make it so accessible because they intertwine so many different genres of music into one, mm-hmm. and they do it very well. I I agree with you. They pull. I do. I hear some '90s R&B in a lot of their projects, which and even um, you know and that that's part of the, that's just due to the, the use. They use a lot of synths. Yeah, and in the you know the the way the hooks come in reminds me of something that you'd hear. 
in in that '90s R&B sound, yeah. which really adds to their aesthetic as a, of a boy band. Uh, the, again, their ability to make very good hooks is rampant on this album. I think my favorite moments on on here were No Halo, Sugar, uh, Boy Bye, uh, Saint Percy, and um, Big Boy. Those were like my favorite moments. Boy Bye was one of my favorites. It got it made the 2019 list. Saint Percy made the 2019 list. Dearly Departed also made that. Um, I've been born again since were fire on that track. Yeah. Um, my favorite song though, it didn't make the list because it just doesn't have a lot of like replay value. But as far as an artistic song, the one that I identified with the most was probably Victor Roberts. I love that Victor is Roberts. an insane out. Like that's a perfect outro, mm-hmm. and it's very emotionally heavy. The top, the subject matter really oh, like the struggles with family. The, the subject matter of this entire album, the reason why it's so heavy is, of course, they discuss Amir and his pe- and him leaving. Um, they also discuss just their identity as an artist, um, a lot of self reflection. One of my favorite lines is, "I've been shitting on myself my whole life." Um, I know how to correct, like yeah. I know how to correct myself, which for me is somebody who's who's in their own head a lot. I cannot think of a better way to describe like my failures and turning them into um, into like successes or right. opportunity or just learned experiences. Like you really do just take that time, rip yourself apart, and then put yourself back together. Do you think and move forward? Do you think maybe the heaviness of the Subject matter, maybe keeping them from a like mainstream platform, because I, most of yeah. like I said on that last track, Victor Roberts, that this would really target like Sam Smith fans, Charlie Puth fans, Ed Sheeran, because the singing is at that level. Not Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, I think, is a little more pop than Brockhampton. Brockhampton, I think, well, would appeal those, to more an alternative. All of are more pop, but you could but, target but some of them. Listeners. I could understand. Like I would say, Khalid listeners. Yeah. Would really enjoy uh, Brockhampton. But the only difference that I can see just from the outside looking in when you compare those is, okay, the you, your talent level and the vocal level may be the same, but this is, the subject matter is heavier. Most of their music is very, up, or like the... But there's Samson still moments, there's still moments of uplifting on here. Um, I think Sugar is very uplifting and fun. I believe Boy Bye is even a song that's a little bit more fun. Do you think they're Beyonce fans? Beyonce? Yeah. I mean, they had Halo. Yeah. Halo, boy Bye. Big Boy. I mean, I, I do think that they are inspired by a, a plethora of, of very talented artists, but they make their sound their own. They're really diverse, and honestly, this is, this is going to be in my top five for this year. Okay. I'm going to say that right now. Uh, I, don't, I don't think there's a miss on here, again, this, other than Ginger. This won't make mine... But Kevin Abstract's album will, and that's it. fair because um, Arizona Baby is, is another a phenomenal project. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Abstract, for him to be able to have a solo career and do Brockhampton at the level he's doing both is yeah. something to be commended. And let's be fair, he is probably getting a little bit of production help and idea help by being in sure, Of course, of course. It's it's mutually, so one it's can mutually choose, exclusive. Yeah, symbiotic, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And he and he does not claim to be like I mean, of course he is the like he has a big part in the creative direction of Brockhampton, but I don't believe he puts himself above any other members. Again, like I said, from what I could tell in the interview, the way they move as a group is just 
something in and of itself to be commended. And really, this this album is, is I'm gonna I've been listening to it for the last like probably two three days, and I'll keep listening to. It. I'm gonna listen to it on my way when I leave here. Honestly, it's just it's that good. Yeah, if you're looking for slaps, this ain't it. I mean, there's some that you can hear production, but if you're mm-hmm. looking for slaps, this this isn't it. Yeah. Um, if you want something that's contemplative, if you have any sort of investment in Brockhampton, you've already listened to this, um, and we'd love to know what you think. But for me, it kind of drug at times, but it was nothing was overtly bad. I liked previous releases a little more, mm-hmm. but. If you're looking for maybe a first listen, I would say Saturation 2 is very easy, uh, especially if you're more of a hip-hop fan. If you're looking for something that short sort of explores multiple genres, especially even alternative rock, I would say the first one. If you're looking for... If, if you're already acquainted with Brockhampton, you know what you're getting into, you want to hear every, what everybody has to say, Saturation 3 and and Ginger to me are in that same camp and these are they're both probably tied for my favorite project uh, from Brockhampton. So what are you gonna what are you gonna give the album? I'm giving it an eight and a half to I'm gonna actually I'm gonna give it a nine okay. um, because again like I really do enjoy it and it's something that the more I've listened to it the more I've come to like it. It's a seven. Okay. Um, that, and that's Which is still fair. higher than a lot of albums that we've reviewed this year. Definitely, show. definitely. And um, both both of these, we've been really getting a lot of quality music yeah. in August. And it, yeah, if you're looking, especially, because the beginning of the year wasn't, wasn't too hot. Yeah. But if you're looking for like a refresh of, of a sound that is you're not hearing every damn day when you turn the radio on or scroll through Twitter, this is it. Like if you're wanting something refreshing, mm-hmm. this this is it. Yeah, it's a palate cleanser. It's it's really beautiful. It's slow, and if you have some shit going on in your life, man, and you throw this on, you might get a little emotional. I wouldn't be surprised. So, uh, Brockhampton is really a group that I'm invested in, and I'm excited to continue listening to what they have to offer in the future. And thank you Most so definitely. much for Ginger. I Most love definitely. it. I really do love it. Who put you on to Kevin Abstract? Oh, you did. <laughs> you, what was it? American Boyfriend in 2017. Yeah. Yeah, it was like our first. It was like our first or second podcast. Yeah, we were talking about reviewing him. I remember that. Never so, forget. We're gonna continue the trend of no good note, and we're gonna try to do these writing prompts. So, what did you find this week in that book? Yeah, so it was like about? if you could go anywhere where no man has gone before, where would you go? Okay. And I said I'd go to a dimension where the Bushes and the Clintons never existed, and just see how different America would. That's look. a Family Guy episode. That is definitely like. Like, what the fuck would America look like without the Bushes and the Clintons? Okay. Um, for me, I would say, like, to be the first of something. Like, the first guy that climbed Everest. Because at yeah. the time, like, yeah, that'd be the first place no other man has gone. Everest. Yeah. The moon. Whether or not you believe the first moon landing was real. I believe people have been on the moon. Personally, I don't think the first one was real. Yeah, I think, like, maybe Sorry, the footage could have been faked. Could have been faked or was faked. It could have been faked. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Personally, I don't believe the first. But one. they deli- the, all the footage has been lost, and they said even if they could find it, that they don't have the machines to play that footage. Uh, that's what NASA said, bro. Ah, uh, this is like some grassy knoll there shit, you go, bro. Keep, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Keep your eyes open. We need to do like a conspiracy corner and just talk about it, like fucking conspiracy theories. And bring your tinfoil hats <laughs> for that episode. Shout out! Hell yeah, for sure. For sure. So, anything else? I did have like one good note. 
I just I want to say like for everybody uh, who is listening, thank you so much for listening and for making it all the way to the end. But also to if you have any plans that derail, just know it's not the end of the world, and there's always course corrections in life. And as long as you're able to get up the next day and do your job and do what needs to be done, life's not over. And if if you don't think it's if you think it's over, it's over. And if you don't, it's not. And as Crystalie says. If you think life rips, it rips. So just fucking be happy. Do your shit. It's not failure. It's a learning does, opportunity. Does that work if I like if I every day I wake up and say I'm I'm married to Alicia Keys? That's not gonna happen. No, I'm not Damn it. no my friend. Damn it. I say Megan the Stallion in the morning though. I think it's good I mean, to pray. Wiz Khalifa said she's stunk though. Wiz Khalifa's a goddamn liar. He's smelling that old KK on his breath. Nah. Going KK. Ooh. Nah, I think he I think he knows, bro. Mm-mm. If I'm if I'm choosing Wiz Khalifa interest, Megan the Stallion versus Amber Rose, I'm choosing Amber Rose hands down every day. Okay, that's fair. That's, that's fair. fair. Amber Rose is a boss bitch though. Yeah. And she would say that herself. Yeah. And a boss ass mother. So shout out to her. I'm so jealous. I I've, I she, told you I've been listening to this podcast, but the guys that do Rhett and Link, they do some YouTube channel. It's called Good Mythical Morning. Good I don't, Mythical I don't Morning. yeah, I don't I don't watch too much of their videos. Yeah. But they have a podcast and um one of the guys, it was either Rat or Link, I don't remember which which of the two it was, but his brother does, is, is somehow involved in the music industry, and he got to go, uh, I feel bad I didn't write all these names down, but the some co-founder of Microsoft has this like top-of-the-line studio, and they recorded some music, and he actually got to meet Alicia Keys, which made me cry. Damn. Yeah. And she is beautiful. Yeah. Also, I've never seen anybody he, even play the piano like He like did her. say like that. it was so refreshing to meet a celebrity that lived their life the way they portrayed to live their life like he said like like positivity like exuded from her mm-hmm. and I, that's cool to see I, I always like hearing stuff about like the music industry and like fly on the wall kind of like stories mm-hmm. we went and saw Tabitha and I went and saw uh, Gladys Knight last week and she was telling a story about I didn't even know this was her song you know the song Heard It Through the Grapevine Credence Clearwater Revival I think was the newest group to make that big but Marvin Gaye had his own version well Gladys Knight and the Pips were the first one to Make that make song. that song, and they're the, the guy, original. Yeah, so the guy that had signed them to Motown, she she was telling a story. She said they had been signed. Her and her group, the Pips, had been signed to Motown for like seven years, and they had not had like a huge hit. And their manager was like, "Hey, I I got you a hit. Let's go record it." And the, the, her rendition of the story is they went in to record it into the music studio, and that particular studio only had one recording booth. And he kicked Smokey Robinson out of the booth so that Gladys Knight can record. Oh my fucking the god, line. dude! That's crazy. Yeah, that's well, that's amazing. I mean, they're both incredible artists. Yeah. It was a cool Smoky concert. I'm not, I'm not too big in, big into Gladys Knight, but that's a legend, Motown legend. So that was, that was cool. And Motown is, is just such a phenomenal and oh, label, yeah. and is a staple in music, especially black music in general. Yeah. So that's really cool that you got to go see that. Uh, speaking of that. Uh, I don't want to go too much into Travis Scott, but I will say the documentary, even though there's not a lot of talking, it really is just a lot of uh, family footage, uh, tour footage. It's just a lot of a compilation of footage. But what I did get from Travis Scott is that he really is passionate about his career. Oh, yeah. And if you his, see him perform, you know show. that's the truth. I mean, he, the fact that fans have gone to see him, one kid said 19 times. Yes. Yeah. I will. Shows. I have committed. Like, anytime Travis comes, you're gonna Atlanta, go. Atlanta, Charlotte. I'm going. Yeah, and that goes to show you like the sort of show you can put on. But also, it's just a level of care 
and also he's he's so involved in every aspect of his career, but still has time to uh, be a good father and husband. Or, I don't know if him and Kylie are married. They they, they I don't good partner think they to know a good partner is. to Kylie though, and it does seem genuine. And when I saw that, I I really felt like. Uh, it let me into a side of Travis I didn't yeah. know before. So, and, and he is kind of like a pariah because you really like his everything he does is kind of cryptic. Like any, even the original, documentary is cryptic. Even like any original content for him, whether it be tweets, Instagram, Snapchat, which is rare. It's open ended. It's, it's really very short. cryptic. Yeah, and and the documentary is still like that. But there are there are moments and and there are there are clips that do show the sort of person that I think Travis is and where he came from and he's he's very well grounded yeah. is what I want to say and that's and that's really important my one of my biggest concerns cuz I, I mean I, we I think we both love Travis one of my biggest concerns when it came out that he was like he was with Kylie and all this stuff is like is he going to get lost in this like if you're really serious about this if you're really serious about Kylie why the fuck make music anymore? I mean, yeah. billion dollar baby mama. And I'm not pushing narrative like, oh, oh no. you gold digger. Like, okay, you're set. Right. But low key, you're set. So that really shows that he cares about the music because a lot of people. He loves music. That's a what a lot I, of people were worried. Like, is this the last we're going to hear from Travis? And no. No. Not at all. Not at all. And that's the thing. Like, he does what he loves and he does something that he really cares about. So that doesn't go away. And the fact that. He didn't win the Grammys. Shows you he still has something to reach for. Like he's yeah. not done yet as an artist. So I expect to see yeah. more. And to to Travis, I don't think he really cares about Grammys. We've seen. He, no, no, he does. Does he really? No, no. Does he, they talk Watch, about it in the? No, no. They okay. have his honest reactions. Okay. He gives a fuck. Because we've <laughs> seen Grammy uh, views drop. The VMAs. Reported that they had the lowest. It's rating still, it's still like a resume builder. It's yeah. still a resume builder. In twenty years, it's going to matter. I want a Grammy right now. I don't. But, they've but they've messed Wayne, it up so many times that it, Drake, Kendrick, Lil Wayne, Kanye. These are those are four staples in hip hop. What do they all have in common? They all have Grammys. Hey, bro, you left Young Thug out. Oh, Young Thug did he? <laughs> he, he got, got a, Grammy a Grammy for Havana. He did, but, but that still counts because it's, it counts and it matters. It, it, Long after Young Thug's career's over, when yeah. nobody gives a fuck, he won a Grammy, mm-hmm. and and it's and, and it's in, an elite in level. In twenty five years, we'll maybe watching the Grammys, and they'll they'll be like twenty nineteen. Maybe Grammy Gunna gets one for Hot. Nah, yo, Hot. hot my sister hot bangs, bro. I told you. Shout that out, shit, shout out to Sophie. She's the one who showed me that it fucking banged because it fucking slaps. Bro, when we went to the beach, she kept going. She kept going. Everything, Lydia, I love, love when it's hot. hot. And, we, and then and she I'm goes to play it. Oh my god, man, smooth, I got it. Like butter. It is smooth. It is smooth. So shout out to Gunna. That album's grown on me, but yeah. the songs that sucked still suck. So the Young Thug's uh, so much fun though. It's, it's a his, lot of fun. It's, it's his. If you're looking at commercial success, it's his best. I think. Yo, he went from. You want to talk about like consistency and sticking with something? Young Thug started out with Barter Six, sold seventeen thousand copies first week. Uh, from there, it was like thirty thousand, thirty-two thousand. That slime language hit like eighty-six k. Fucking so much fun! Hit one hundred and thirty-eight thousand first too, week. He had some. All the features on there were popping. Like in, on mm-hmm. Barter Six, like Lil Duke is big in that scene, and he made them all pop though. Yep. He made them all pop because, and Young Thug wasn't popping. And then all of a sudden, he just goes, "I'm gonna invest time in my artist." And then now the whole team moves yep. strong. So 
Shout out to Young Thug. I mean, you want to talk about artists? I mean, he talked about his ability to develop an artist, low key too. I mean, even on the No Jumper interview, and even though I think he's ass sometimes, just to fuck with Mikael, I say that. Um, I don't think he's he's that terrible, and I do think he has some hits and some chemistry with Young Thug. But Young Thug's ability to uh, cultivate talent is already showing. Like he's very special, and so is Travis and. Those are those are Travis is another person cultivating art artists right now, but that we're all we're going to talk more in detail on this next episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Do you have anything else? I got it. That's oh. it. We'll see you guys on Sunday. Stay tuned. Bye bye. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. We appreciate you spending your time with us. Don't forget to share us with your family and friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at hlhpo. Once again, that's HLHPO. Thanks for the support, and until next time, see y'all!